Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrance and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Dash Drive Time. I am your host, Dawn Wright DeBronson, and I have a fabulous guest, the Dating Goddess. And she is a midlife woman who, after her husband of 20 years surprised her with a divorce announcement at age 48, turned her search for the next mate into an adventure. She chronicled her lessons, insights, stories, and advice in her popular blog, Adventures in Delicious Dating After 40, which can be found at datinggoddess.com. She released a series of 13 books based on her hands-on dating research after dating 112 men, God bless, since her marriage ended. These books cover topics every dating woman over the age of 40 needs to know, from getting started, qualifying a man before agreeing to meet, breaking up with grace, ironing out dating wrinkles, to sex. So welcome, and uh, thank you so much for doing the groundwork, because as a woman of 45, and I had been divorced, it is a really daunting and terrifying thing out there. So um, I just really appreciate you and want to share my gratitude for all women over the age of 40 who face what you faced. And uh, can you tell us how you came to writing so many books on dating after 40? (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you, Don. Um, well, I was having a very interesting experience. I'd been dating about six months, and I was telling a group of colleagues about these interesting men I was dating and meeting and, and what fun I was having. And they said, oh, you're having such a different experience than most of our friends. You've got to write about this because they knew I had written other books in my professional genre and uh, so I started the blog, the datinggoddess.com blog, and that resulted in the 13 books that we talked about. So I, I really just looked at what I was experiencing, the challenges I was having, and then hearing what other people were challenge- having and and put the solutions as best I could into the 13 different arenas in dating, different things that I had to deal with and other people had to deal with and shared stories and lessons and advice and insights in those 13 books. That's awesome. And so so were you having an enjoyable experience? Is that is that something that you found to be like when when you kicked it off, were was it scary? Was it daunting? Was it enjoyable? Oh. I mean, was it all because I found it to be all of them at the same exactly. time. Exactly. You're yeah. right, exactly. And and at first because I'm oh, 30 pounds overweight and gravity has set oh, in yeah, and you know, mm-hmm. you you look at your body and you go, "Oh man, this is not what it was when I was yeah. tw- when I was in my 20s." Although frankly, mm-hmm. there are a lot of women and men in midlife who are in better shape than they were. That wasn't the case for me. And so mm-hmm. um, it was like, oh, man, who am I? who's ever going to find me attractive? So I went into the online dating pool at the advice of a friend and was very pleasantly surprised that not only are there a good number of men who find voluptuous women attractive, but some mm-hmm. of the more nearsighted ones even found me sexy. One one dear myopic suitor um, told me on a first date. He said, "I love your dimples," and I didn't have the heart to tell him that those were really wrinkles. So (laughs) 
That's awesome. See, and that's the thing, and, and I have to admit, I'm with a man 20 years younger than myself. And this is before the word cobra, or excuse me, cougar, cougar ever yeah. came out. Like, I traveled all over the world. I came back. Somebody said, you're a cougar. And I said, what's a cougar? And I found out, and I'm like, oh, God, no. I would never do this twice. I see all of my wrinkles when I look at his skin, you know? Yeah. I fell in love with Alex. I didn't fall in love with the, the, the whole dating younger man thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I'm going to write a book on it because I'm telling you there's nothing out there for <laughs> Well, there are women. things for cougars, but I'm like you. I don't. I don't really like the term or the concept. No. But the man currently pursuing me is 19 years younger and could be it's a bodybuilder. <laughs> it's like, wonderful oh. to be honest with you. I have to share that that he, because I'm really immature and he's a really old soul and we fit so beautifully <laughs> that it really. It, it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. But back to you, okay? <laughs> because you know, you know, I, there is a huge difference, um, and and you're talking a lot about what makes dating different now than when we were in our twenties. It's not just your body. What else? Well, and and there are extremes. There's pros and cons, and there are you know the flip sides of each of those. So. Um, like a pro could be a lot of people in their 40s and 50s and 60s have the kids are out of the house. Mm-hmm. They're you no longer parenting them on a day-to-day basis, so you have more time to date. People often are more established in their career, so they may have more money to spend on dating. Um, they're not usually concerned about having more kids, although some consider adoption on the Flip side, though, we have those different bodies than we had before. We mm-hmm. also may be balancing caring for elderly parents. Maybe the kids are gone, but now there's elderly parents, or maybe some people take on even doing some part- part-time grandparenting duties. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people, because of the recession, have been financially wiped out, either by tuition or divorce payments or their house is underwater or they lost their job. So it's so specific to the individual. Some people are in much better places at this age, and some people are still struggling or having a hard time with the various parts of their life that aren't um, easy. Right, right, absolutely. So, you know, I, there's there's the big question, too, you know, date or wait, Right. You have. Yep. Are you ready for Mr. Great? <laughs> right. You know, how does somebody know whether they're ready? Well, that's what that the whole book um, by that title is, is focuses on. So, okay, it took me 18 months after my husband of 20 years announced that he thought the marriage was over, and he, I thought I was in love with my soulmate, and we would be together the rest of our lives, and we'd come back from a week long passionate romantic vacation, and two days later we're sitting at the dinner table deciding what DVD to watch at dinner and after dinner, and he turns to me and he says, "I've been thinking that this marriage is over," and I'm thinking. <gasps> what we've been living in different marriages so um it took me 18 months to to work through that and to heal my heart and so that's what the are you ready for mr great i was not ready um until i had really healed the pain from that and was willing to open my heart again to you know it's it's a risk you risk potential stomping on again if mm-hmm. you hurt fully to love someone. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's what that whole first book is. Because a lot of people say, well, I'd really like to have somebody to do things with. And 
Well, are you really ready to be in relationship or do you just want an activity partner? So right. those are the stories and lessons and advice in that book. Awesome. And and just to ask, because I, I have a very close friend to me um, that is a man that just recently separated. Can can your books be read by men or are they primarily uh, for women? Well, they are written by a woman for straight, straight single women, but mm-hmm. I have a lot of men readers on the blog. And so, frankly, a lot of men tell me they come and read my stuff because they want to have more insight into a woman's perspective. Absolutely. So, so even though a lot of it will be applicable to men, I just had to pick a lane and decide I can't write for both genders. I really, <laughs> I, I need to come from what I know, and that's sure. why I chose to write for single straight women. Absolutely. Okay. So let's say that I'm single and I'm 40 and I'm just just back out here and I, I think I want a special man in my life again. What are some of the things that I need to know? Well, you need to look at what, you know, what are your expectations? So some people think, well, I want him to look like George Clooney or Brad Pitt, and I (laughs) want him to be at least six foot one, and I want him to make $100,000 a year, and he needs to own his own house, and he needs to drive a BMW or a Mercedes. I mean, they have this long I know you. I know a woman with that list. (laughs) She's very much alone, actually. (laughs) Exactly. And and her attitude is all, there's just losers out there. Mm -hmm. It Um, is, actually. Because she doesn't realize there are a lot of treasures, the gems, wonderful men who may rent instead of own or maybe 5 foot 10 instead of 6 foot 1 or maybe make 75,000 a year or but they will love her to pieces if mm-hmm. she gives them a chance. So so most of us really need to examine what is trappings versus what's What's the core of what we want? And yes, maybe we have a lifestyle that needs a certain economic engine mm-hmm. for that, but maybe you don't need a car every three years. Maybe you need a car every four years. And and instead you have a man who adores you and wants to make you happy, and he will treat you like the queen that you are um, versus some guy who has all the superficial criteria, but treat you like crap. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Totally agree. We were just talking about her in my kitchen last night. (laughs) You know, she's drop-dead gorgeous. She's got a great personality. Why is she so alone? And we totally examined. It's her list. It's her list. It's like the criteria is is so out there. There's a balance of of not settling, but it's Mm -hmm. like what is really important, and it's usually... The things that are really important are the things that are about his values, how he treats you, how he cares. Do you have the same world view? Do you have similar life goals? Those are really what matters. I mean, you know, the others are nice, but they're not critical. Absolutely. And and just from my situation with my partner, you know, we went through a lot of stuff. Why are you dating a kid? And he went through, you could have anybody in this bar. Why would you be with a woman that's older? And, you know, and, you know, it's it's really, it's it's at the core. What do you believe in? And, you know, who can keep up with you, you know? And, you know, but most of the men in my age bracket end up being, you know, totally saddled down. And, you know, when I said, do you, I want to go backpacking across the world, 
and stay in hostels, they would have looked at me like I had three heads and this partner said, let's go, you know. <laughs> so it really, it's got to, the partner has to suit you, you know. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Okay, so, uh, and you have a book, Assessing Your Assets, Why You're a Great Catch on this right. topic, correct? Right, okay. exactly. Because a lot of women, again, I speak to women, but it applies to but they look at themselves and they go, oh, man, who would be attracted to me? And they need to be reminded, especially if they're fresh out of a relationship where they were jilted. And so ask your friends, what what do you love about me? What makes me special? What makes me lovable? And start making a list and remind yourself, I, I am a good catch. Because that the number one thing that both genders say is attractive is confidence. And that's not arrogance. That's not hubris. That's confidence. And when you can exude confidence, no matter what you look like, you know, I carry extra weight. I don't, I'm not a model, but they, people tell me that I have this, this aura that, you know, you're not going to mess with me. (laughs) They, they find that that's attractive. So I had to remind myself of that having been jilted. Yeah, absolutely, because, yeah, that kind of wake-up call to we were living the same marriage can go ahead and rock every foundation of every belief system. Uh, I was once saying, you know, it's like living through um, an earthquake in California. mm -hmm. I stopped trusting the ground beneath my feet, and that's similar to that kind of a bomb drop, you know. Yeah. Tough stuff. Okay, so we're going to be right back with after a word from our sponsors. Do you run a home-based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more. If you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively. If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level. For email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations. Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash the dash radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, Click follow at the top of our show. Then hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Dash Drive Time with... Dawn Wright DeBront, that's me, and our very special guest, the dating goddess. And um, we're talking about some of, right now, the hardest issues out there. Um, And can you tell us what are some of the really hard issues that women who are reentering the dating pool after a long absence face? Sure. I think one of them is is naivete, that... Because many people in our situation in our mid midlife have not dated since say our twenties, life has changed. I mean, you have to be concerned about STDs now, which you weren't mm-hmm. as concerned about 
in our 20s usually, um, you have to be concerned about scammers more so, especially online. There are a lot of people posing as uh, people that they aren't in order to get your money. And a lot of, I've just heard tale after tale of smart, you know, successful women calling men that they've never met their boyfriend because they have text and email and phone conversations (laughs) with guys. And they're in some sort of scam pool in Nigeria. These guys are trying to get their money from you. Um, So they just, they just don't know what they don't know. And that's mm-hmm. what some of the books, uh, like especially the winning at the online dating game, Sack the Deck in Your Favor, that talks about some of those things to look out for. Because uh, there's a lot of people that are married or duplicitous, and, and there are uh, the majority, thankfully, are not. But it just takes a couple of those to, to, to really get, get burned. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so how does a woman know what she's looking for in her next mate. Well, I you know, we talked a little bit about that and and what's superficial versus what's what's true. I went out on what I call practice dates and and you want to be respectful and not waste anybody's time or money, but you want to just see who's out there, who's available and what adjust your expectations from there. So I would have coffee with pretty much any guy who asked who met basic criteria. And then I refined my criteria from there and learned, for example, that I'm not really fond, since I don't have children, I'm not interested really in parenting children at home. So if he has like half custody, that's that's a challenge for me. So that may not be a, a deal breaker, but it is something that I look for. Now, women who have children at home, that may not be as an issue because then they could do activities with both sets of kids if, if possible. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, what do you – just be willing to get yourself out there um, so that you can refine what is important to you. Like I, I never thought this would be on the list until I had an experience where – I was at some events, it was lunch or coffee or something, and the guy was just rude to the server. And I thought, wow, I just think that's so disrespectful that that became one of my criteria. He has to be respectful of other people, it, you know, unless it's, I mean, I can't imagine it being called for, but you, you just experience and you go, well, how am I feeling about that? And that becomes part of what you're looking for or not. And does he respect you? Does he honor his agreements? If he says he's going to show up at 5 o'clock, does he show up at 5 o'clock or does he show up at 5.10 and he doesn't bother to text you he's running late? You know, these are things to me that show uh, do we have the same values. I value being on time. And as soon as I know I'm going to be a little late because of an accident on the freeway, I call that person to let them know. But if he doesn't do that, he doesn't really respect your time. So anyway, these are just some examples of things that are things to watch for that you might not have thought were important until you've experienced them and you go, you know, that really is important. Sure, absolutely. And the list will get longer as people get more experience. (laughs) Yeah, and again, we don't want to 
had the list so long that no one could ever match it, but mm-hmm. it has you suss out, okay, what are the four or five things that are really critical to me? And sure. then what are some pieces that I could live with or that I could request he modify just as I need to be open to being willing to modify things that might be irritating to him? That's really interesting. So, so you know, where do people, because I know that, you know, people get used to certain things in their marriages and over the years, and, and there's a ton of unwritten agreements and unspoken negotiations that occur in those relationships. How Do you have a way that you recommend people get, um, get communicative? You know, um, <laughs> that's kind of really advanced stuff that you're talking about there. <laughs> well, I guess I've done enough personal growth workshops and yeah, therapy and <laughs> counseling with my ex and you know that I've learned a few skills along the mm-hmm. way. In fact, in fact, if the very last book of the series is um is called Ironing Out Dating Wrinkles, Work Through Challenges Without Getting Steamed, and mm. it really has some of these more advanced ideas in it of how do you bring up that you know this really drives you crazy without being judgmental about it and without making him get on the defensive so most of everything i talk about is having people be open to hearing things and making sure that people keep their dignity so not like not breaking up in a way that's disrespectful and not telling him things that really he loses his dignity got it that's awesome and and yeah i mean here at the dash we bring coaches on all the time we have a clemmer and associates that we send people to and size seminars and there's some really fantastic personal development out there so if you're somebody who finds yourself in in like a russian roulette game where constantly the, the the door is revolving and and people are telling you that you've been cutting them down or that you know that if you get some horrible nickname as a dater you might want to go ahead and grab yourself a coach <laughs> or get into some get into some counsel where you can learn how to communicate again because that could be that could be where some of the negativity started um mm-hmm. and now that we're prepped and ready to get into the dating pool miss dating goddess what do we need to do well one of the first things i suggest people do is is go to a new hairstylist and or um go and have a personal shopper, which are free at both Macy's mm-hmm. and Nordstrom, get you some new date wear. That's what I call it. So Ooh. a couple of dating outfits. And and the reason I suggest this, even though it's the superficial part, it's the outside part, for for men especially, men are more visual than women, so they look at a woman and they can kind of instantly decide, am I attracted to her or not? So... A lot of people have been wearing the same style of clothes or this actual same clothes for 10 or 20 years or the same eyeglasses. This is the one that kills me is people are wearing the same eyeglasses they did in the 80s and they're very pragmatic and say, well, the prescription hasn't changed. I don't need to change, but it really dates you in a negative way. It makes you look older than you really may look otherwise if you had something a little bit more current. So when you go to these personal shoppers and have them help you find an outfit or two, you say, I'm starting to date again. I want to look as attractive as I can. Help me diminish the the physical issues that aren't as appealing and help me really 
show the ones that are, and because a lot of people just get by with these boxy clothes. Who, especially women, men like mm-hmm. to see our shapes. And and as I'm, you know, I'm overweight, but yet there are parts that are good. So I <laughs> like to show off those parts. And then it doesn't really matter that I'm overweight because I'm accentuating the positives. So the same thing with the, the hairstylist, because your hairstylist probably sees you the way they have for 10 years, 20 years, how long you've ever been going to them, rather than seeing you as the possibility of who you are. So mm. seeing you with new eyes as, oh, she could be really attractive if she just had a couple highlights or if we feathered her hair here. So both men and women, just try a new somebody, and at first you'll go, oh, that doesn't feel right, because you haven't ever done it that way before. So be willing to live with it for at least a few weeks, if not a month, and see if it grows on you, and uh, you'll probably look just a lot more attractive. And even if it doesn't grow on you, see what other people have to say. And One of the most- things that I noticed a friend of mine kept wearing his hair because he's a 24-year-old soccer player. And we got him to go ahead and just for a business event, we got him to spike his hair up a little bit and push it back. And he kept trying to push it back forward and be that scruffy <laughs> soccer player. And But, like, 40-year-old women were throwing themselves at him. And I kept going, Aaron, I, I know it's not growing on you, okay? <laughs> but look at the quality of female you're attracting. You need to... <laughs> yeah. So it yeah. might not be attractive to you ever, but if everybody starts throwing themselves at you, consider it. <laughs> exactly. And that's just part of our comfort zones. And that's, see, to me, dating is really just a metaphor for life. And mm-hmm. it's are you willing in life to stretch your comfort zone, to, to really, you know, uh, push to to enlarge it just a little bit for for the betterment of yourself and, and others around you. So, so a lot of the pieces in my books are really metaphors about how this happened in dating, but really it applies to life. I totally and completely concur. So super quick, um, what what has surprised you most about men's dating behavior? And we're about two minutes from, okay. do we need to go ahead and do our sponsor? Or do you have a couple of things yeah, that surprised you most about men's dating behavior? I've been sort of surprised about how, how men, because I date men, have forgotten mm-hmm. how to date, so they approach dating as they did with their ex-wives. <laughs> so their idea of a date is a movie and a and a dinner, and that's as creative as they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I once I had a date with I call him the golf addict, and so his idea of a date was I came over, he brought um, um, you know takeout, and we watched golf. I hate golf. We watched <laughs> golf because that's what he did with his ex-wife. Now we know why he's divorced. (laughs) (laughs) And why he's not with me, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, what was your most fantastic date? Do you have, like, what what was a really beautiful date that somebody came up with for you? So you set the bar for some of these women. Well, the truth is it's it's less about the activity and more about the quality of the conversation or the beingness with the guy. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, I can have a great time watching a DVD and having takeout if the guy is interesting and he's present and he's mindful. It, it doesn't have to be about, you know, the five-star restaurants and the, you know, the fancy activity. It's really about the quality of the the experience. Got it. 
Excellent. Okay. Well, we're going to be right back with the Dating Goddess here at The Dash in just a couple of minutes. Savage Smokes is a new site on the scene dedicated to the trending electronic cigarette industry. If you are looking into e-cigs as an alternative to tobacco and have been disappointed by the ones you picked up at the gas station or you kept your money in your pocket because you didn't know which one to buy, head to SavageSmokes.com for honest and up-to-date electronic cigarette reviews on most e-cigs you see on the shelves. You've been listening to The Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio. And now, back to the show. And we're back with the dating goddess here at the Dash Drive Time. And um, really, we talked a little bit about online dating. And we know that out there, especially like you're living in New York City, you know, it's, it's not easy meeting eligible men. Um, and even in Arkansas here, you know, there's not a whole lot of places to go to meet eligible men. So we've heard that online dating helps you meet men outside your normal social circles. What do we need to know about how to make it work? Well, and that's what the whole book called um, Winning at the Online um, Dating Game, Stack the Deck in Your Favor, is about. And so mostly I think it's uh, online dating gives you what I call the most inventory. It's kind of like a store, you know. You go shopping. I'd go shopping (laughs) for men. And just like when I go shopping for clothes, though, I, I don't have this expectation of, I'll find somebody something on the at the very first rack I look, and that unfortunately is what some people think of when they think of online dating. When you think about going shopping, look at the thousands and thousands and thousands of things that aren't the right size, the right color, the right design, the right fabric, and yet you don't go shopping and say that 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 Nordstrom doesn't work. I'm never going to shop at Nordstrom again, it never, no, that's ludicrous. But people make that same decision about online dating. They, oh, it doesn't work, I'm not going. Because you, there are so many things that aren't a fit. So you just, it's like anything. You have to keep looking until you find one or some that you think have a possibility, and that's when you contact them or they contact you, and you just, if they meet basic criteria, if they can write an email and not have too many spelling errors, if they don't <laughs> talk about how they want to ravage you, if they, you know, mm-hmm. if they're cordial and, and seem to have some social skills, why not have coffee with them? It's a half an hour, or at least I tend to go from email to phone, and if they don't get sexual over the phone, or if they don't monopolize the conversation, or if they don't just give me their oral um, resume, you know, if if they have conversational skills, then sure, I'll have coffee with them, but I don't agree to lunch and I don't agree to dinner because I've had experiences where they seemed fine in email on the phone, but then when I meet them, they just have really low social skills or they're much too handsy and they think that we're now boyfriend and girlfriend and (laughs) I just met you. Um, so, but 
but give them a chance. So at least meet them for coffee because you can extricate yourself after half an hour of coffee if it's just you say there's no way I have any interest in getting to know this person any better. Okay, so and, and and let's just take that a step back. You know, if let's say we've gotten some interest from a guy, should we immediately try to meet him? Like, how do we how do we figure out whether we want to meet him? Sure. So I suggest have a couple email exchanges, not too mm-hmm. many, because people can put forward who they want you to think they are, and so then you kind of fall for this pretense. You know, you fall mm. for this fake person who, because they're they're very conscious of what they're writing or what they're saying. So a couple emails, no, no longer than a week, ideally. Maybe a couple phone conversations, again, to see, is he crude? Does he curse a lot? I mean, you know, th- these are red flags for me. Um, and then if he passes that criteria, then go to a coffee date. And people say, gosh, that takes so much time. Well, it's like looking for a job or looking for a house. It, takes time you you know to find something that really is going to be a long-term fit so yeah you do have to go back and forth and and make sure that there's no red flags like i i had a phone conversation with a guy and he was telling me how his credit cards were maxed out because he day traded and he didn't even have the mortgage for that month and he couldn't Mm. put on a you know just like okay i don't need to meet you (laughs) Because right, we, right. we have really different values about stuff like that. <laughs> For sure. Okay, so we let's just say we agreed to meet him for coffee. How do we actually greet this guy? You know, that was a that was a conundrum for me. Like, okay, do I shake his hand? That seems so business like. Or do I hug him? <laughs> well, that seems a little forward on a first date. So it really depends on how connected I feel to him prior to actually meeting him. So if we've had some really great exchanges, uh, had some good conversations, then I'm going to feel more connected, and so I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, offer a hug. But if we haven't, then maybe I'll put out my hand, or maybe nothing, because women can get away with not doing that. But it, it was a little, a little awkward at first. Like, what, what do I do? And then. A lot of people are a little nervous upon meeting a stranger, so mm-hmm. review their their profile if it was through an online dating service before you go. I've even printed them out and read them right before I get out of the car to go meet them because you want to ask pertinent questions or you want to bring up topics that you, you think there's some mutual interest. I, I kind of hate it when I'm having that first coffee date and the guy asks me things that are in my profile. Like, did you not care enough? <laughs> to reread the profile. So right. those are some basic things to do on a first date, I say. And these are these are in the book first rate first dates, increasing the chances of a second date. That's awesome. And I mean just to ask you, you know, how did you decide to write all these were these books <laughs> one at a time that like all these questions came up and you decided because this is brilliant stuff. Oh, aren't you sweet? Thank you. No, um, I started writing in my blog because um, I started writing to an outline based upon some of the issues that I was facing and and the stories and insights that I was garnering from that. But then um, it just sort of got out of hand in a way. I mean, (laughs) I, I would then interject things that happened that I would have not known to put in a book. 
mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the stuff like, you know, you show up for a date. Like I had one guy in his picture on his profile, he had hair and no glasses. Well, I show up and there's this guy with no hair and glasses. I mean, he doesn't look like his profile picture at all. And he goes, oh, yeah, the, I had a toupee on then and, you know, a contacts for that picture, but I decided to go watch All Natural. Okay, well, how how would I recognize you? Right. <laughs> so anyway, so I just started writing about things that happened and my lessons from them, and that's and then I sorted them into the thirteen different areas. That's really cool. Very cool. All right, so you go on your date, and we've decided we want to see each other again. What are some of the things to look for to decide to keep seeing them or not? Well, I'll tell you some of the criteria that have been important to me. So one of the things is, um, does he do what he says he's going to do? So that falls under the talk is cheap category. So, um, like, uh, I have a, I have another guy who's been saying he wants to woo me. And right now we're in the friend zone because he's got some things he needs to take care of because before he would be, uh, before I would consider actually dating him. So um, we went out to dinner the other day, and um, I'd had a like a Groupon for a place, and it was going to expire. So I said, "Why don't we use the Groupon?" He goes, "Great!" And he says, "And I'll I'll pick up um, the balance." Well, we get there, and he splits the balance. Mm. So he's not he's like cheap, first of all, but then he mm-hmm. says he's going to do one thing, and then doesn't. Lack of integrity, yep. Yes, exactly. And do I call him on that? I can. Or do I just notice? Hmm. Mm. Okay, he says he'll pick me up at 5, this different guy. I'm just giving you But he shows up at 510. Well, mm-hmm. you're out of integrity. Mm-hmm. So I, that's a big one for me. I really me have a high value around integrity and being mm-hmm. congruent and consistent with what someone says they'll do and versus what they say they'll do. Mm-hmm. And this is prevalent in dating. Does someone actually take serious what they say and follow through? Um, you know, another one is the broaching the tough conversations. You know, how do you bring up, um, you know, I'd love to kiss you, but you got bad breath right now. You know, how, mm. you know, how do you, <laughs> how, that's a tough conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, on the first or second date, that may not be appropriate. But if you've been going with them a while, you know, or mm-hmm. let's take a shower before sex, or you know, how do you bring up those things, and how does he react to your bringing up tough, <clears throat> tough topics? Um, do you ever get invited to his place? I went out with a guy for six months who never invited me to his house, and mm-hmm. that to me is a red flag. <laughs> yeah. What What's he hiding? Right. Why doesn't he want me at his house? Um, and so there's, you know, there is a chunk of people in the dating world, quote unquote, who were married. Mm. And how do you? What are the red signs for that? And we we actually cover some of those in the in the book. But never being invited to their house, only um, he only pays cash is another one. Ooh, yeah, that's a and, good one. And he only calls you when he's not at home. He only calls you from work or commuting, you know. So yeah, you got to kind of be a detective out there. Well, you look for the red flags, and sure. um, I, the guy who never invited me to his house, 
loved to text. He would have three-hour text conversations with me. And I would say, you know, it would be really easier if we could talk on the phone. Can you talk now? No. And I'm thinking after we broke up, after he broke up with me via text, after telling me I was the one and he, I was perfect for him, he texted me that we weren't a fit. That's <laughs> in the in the book um, Moving on Gracefully. I mm-hmm. I I joke that <clears throat> ideally have him break up with you in the first month of dating because you will know everything you need to know about a man by how he breaks up with you. <laughs> and most most are emotional cowards. They do not want their to see you cry or to feel that they make you cry or they don't want what they think is going to be drama. And so they do the easy way out versus the respectful way out. So whenever I have had to tell a man that I've started seeing for more than one or two dates, whenever I've had to say to him, you know, you're a sweet, dear man, and we're just not a match, I've Mm -hmm. tried to do it in person, ideally, Mm -hmm. and if not, at least by voice. I don't ever want to email or text someone that message. Right, right. That goes back to dignity. Is I've had men break up with me by text, by email, after going out with them for months, and it just feels so disrespectful. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Like, if I could show up every single date, then why can't I show up to say I'm not going to see you anymore? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, to deal, and to be responsible for... Helping that transition. Sure. But they've had too many women who screamed and cried or thrown things, and they don't see that you're not like that. Right. Right. Interesting. Okay, so we have just a couple more minutes before our next commercial break, but, I mean, we're on this topic. You know, how do you let a man know that you're not interested? Like, how do you say it? Yeah, and that we're not a match is the gentlest way, I think, and to try to avoid the it's not you, it's me thing, because that's just so cliched and trite. Mm-hmm. And if he tries to say, well, what do you mean we aren't a match? Try not to give him details unless unless he says something like, you know, I really am trying to improve this, and I would really appreciate your candid feedback. I mean, he has to kind of beg for that beg. candidness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because most people don't really want to know. <laughs> True enough. Absolutely. So, and and what if he breaks up with you? Well, it depends. If you really want to know, if you thought, wow, what did I miss here? Then ask, and it will hurt. It'll be a little sting. Um, but it maybe there's something you do that you have no idea that you could easily fix that you think would be a stopper for the future people. Mm -hmm. Um, But maybe not. Depends on how much interest you have in really knowing. Gotcha. All right. Well, we'll be back with the Dating Goddess right after these words from our sponsor. Are you in a run about your taxes? No more with this simple template. Your business deserves the best, and so do you. Try our simple bookkeeping formula. You'll look organized, find your receipts, and you might even get a write-off. One thing is for sure, you'll thank us. Visit bit.ly forward slash the dash taxes. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash D-A-S-H taxes. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. 
Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And welcome back to The Dash Drive Time. I'm Dawn right at the Bronx, and I have the dating goddess here. And we've been just talking about, you know, what if he breaks up? Um, can you tell me, you know, like, is there a way to detect that the end is near, you know? <laughs> well, what I've noticed is when the end is near, um, a guy who normally would be very responsive, say, to texts or emails or, or IMs, suddenly isn't as responsive or he doesn't take initiative quite as freely about getting together or, mm. you know, there are these little telltale signs that he's drifting apart. I mean, obviously there's the clear ones where he doesn't return any phone calls, but usually it's a drifting. Mm-hmm. So just watch and say, hmm, I'm noticing that he's not quite as responsive as he had been. And and a lot of guys go poof because they realize they're really not ready for a relationship and they just disappear. They don't ever actually break up with you. Mm-hmm. They just disappear. And that's so frustrating for most women is, you know, we want some closure. We want at least to know I'm not going to be calling you again. As <laughs> as painful as that may be, at least you know not to be daydreaming because we women tend to go off on either disaster fantasies of, or we make up all these excuses, oh, he's just really been busy at work or he's got a lot on his plate. No, if a man is interested in you, he makes time for you. Mm-hmm. And if he's not interested in you, he doesn't. <laughs> so right. we need to stop making all these excuses. Like the, I, I was on Greg Barron's show um, who wrote the um, He's Just Not That Into You. Mm-hmm. And I thought that book was really a good truth-telling book. And also um, Steve Harvey's book on um, Act Like a... Let's see, act like a lady, think like a man. Both <laughs> both of those are really good from the guy's perspective to help us stop giving them all these breaks when right. they're done, move on. Yep, for sure. Okay, now, you know, let's talk about um, multi-dating. Because, okay. you know, every, like there's this, I, I've always dated one at a time, and then I had a little spell where I dated a few different guys at the same time. It was tough to keep track. <laughs> I, and and so, you know, what if you would like to see several men at once? You know, many of us were brought up that that's not okay. Yes. But how how do you do it? How do you keep it straight and how do you make it all right? Well, assuming it is okay with you and you have to decide, you know, each person has to decide for them. I mean, some people are just aghast if they think that you're dating more than one person. So <laughs> I typically in the first encounter or at the latest, the second encounter, just let them know, you know, hey, I'm just kind of, I'm I'm uh, having coffee with a couple different guys. I just wanted you to know because I want to be transparent about this and, you know, just not be duplicitous because I think that's when we get ourselves into trouble is if we don't share that and then they find out they feel cheated on, they feel wronged, et cetera, versus if you're straight with them, um you know, some will not like it. Okay, next. Um, but mm-hmm. I personally, I'd rather know up front than not. Right. So I, I just try to be gentle but forthright about it and, and kind of matter of fact. And then 
people do wonder, you know, how do you keep them straight? Since I once had seven dates with six guys in five days, and <laughs> so I I started what I call a date a base. <laughs> That's a good one. So I just use my business database and attract uh modified it to a dating database so i <laughs> cut and paste their profile put their picture in all those sort of details you get when you talk on the phone just like i would with a crm or customer management uh software so you know i note okay is his mother still alive where do his parents live how many kids do they have where are they what are they you know all those little things you find out in these these little encounters i put that in their file and then that's what i review before I have the next interaction with them. That's brilliant stuff. Really, really <laughs> smart. Okay. It's just I took my business acumen and applied it to dating. <laughs> yeah, that's really smart. I, I, I wish I had done I wish I had your book. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay, from so, that book called Multi-Dating Responsibly, Play the Field Without Being a Player. Absolutely. And I love your next title that's listed here, From Fear to Frolic, Get Naked Without Getting Embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. This was this is awesome. And especially when I started dating the guy who was 20 years younger than me, I had to do the, you know, I don't have a 20-year-old body anymore conversation. And I felt that feel fear. So, you know, let, let's talk about this a little bit. You know, many women say they'd love to be in a relationship, but they're concerned about sex, right? Exactly. And no so, matter what age the guy they're right. concerned about or what shape the guy is in, too, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. We we are more concerned about our sags and bags and extra wrinkles and, you know, maybe yes. stretch marks mm-hmm. from children. And, and the truth is that if, I mean, a guy can get a sense by your clothing. And if he's, you know, caressed you or, you know, hugged you, he, he kind of knows what's underneath there. <laughs> and if he is crass enough to make some comment, he, he, you know, get dressed, leave, kick him out. He, you know, he has no right mm-hmm. to be intimate with you. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I would say for most women, just to go slowly and then to remind themselves that it's not the exterior that they're falling for. I mean, if they were, they would be dating 20-somethings, and they're not because they're dating you. So there's something that he finds amazingly alluring to you. And just remind yourself that um, you're you're pretty great. And so this this is a special encounter and to not jump into it too quickly i mean i i that's my own bias i know there are women who think that it's appropriate to have sex on a first date and that's not mine but that is also the women who feel used and abused and that there's nobody good out there because they feel (laughs) that they have to give sex at the first date and frankly most men say you know i'll take it but i'm not going to be having a second date with her because she gives it up too easily Mm-hmm. You know, Steve Harvey has the 90-day rule, mm-hmm. which he suggests people wait 90 days. Yep. That's, and, and that can be a long 90 days depending <laughs> on the relationship, but uh, there's, a, there's a really good reason behind it, so it's pretty good stuff. Okay. And, go ahead. Go ahead. No, and, and when I have probably jumped too quickly into that intimacy, it's never been a good thing. Right. Never. Never right. has it been a good thing. 
Yeah, I mean, myself and Alex, I, I got to tell you, we were, he, and he was living in my house. It was an interesting story. Um, but we talked, I mean, we built a friendship and then a relationship, and we were we were actually bunking in for weeks before we actually went to the place of having sex. And it was the most well-developed, incredibly intimate relationship before we ever made that move. And it's just, it's a big difference between that, regret walk of shame like god why did i do that and never getting the next phone call it's a huge 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 difference and so it's worth it it's worth it absolutely every time absolutely and it's because and you know that old adage of how men and women really see sex differently and Mm -hmm. um to me i've learned that for a lot of guys not all but a lot of guys sex is like having dinner you know it, it really has no more significance than having dinner. <laughs> and, you know, we women see it as so much more, more, mm-hmm. generally. We we just place a lot more importance on it than the guys do. And that's part of why I wrote that Embracing Midlife Men, you know, the curious behaviors one, because it took me a while to realize, oh, they're living in a very different universe than I am about this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so if uh, if we're looking at all relationships having ups and downs, you know, how do you work through the ones in dating? Well, I think it comes down to are you willing to work it out? Mm-hmm. And in dating, there's always the possibility because that, if one of you says, you know, this isn't working for me, the other one will go, okay, I'm out of here. You know, they're not willing to either hear it or to work on making any modifications. So that's that's scary for some people, especially if they've had a hard time finding somebody they think is compatible. They're not willing to take that risk. So then they just stick with someone who could make modifications, but they're not willing to even ask for them. Um mm-hmm. And and really, dating is very much an emotional roller coaster in that it can be fabulously wonderful and then he doesn't call or he disappoints you in some way and then you're feeling bad or you're feeling whatever and then he calls and you're elated. And I love that song. You know, remember that song? Oh, you know, the phone rings. Let it please be him. It must be him. You know, you have this just emotional high and then it's not him. And uh, so... That's part of why I say, are you ready for Mr. Great? Are you ready? Can you handle the emotions of it? Even as chronologically mature people, sometimes we have the emotions of a teenager in this environment. Mm Yeah, it's it's really it's really tough. And and you know, what are the pros and cons here? You know, the the pros and cons of the expectations. Well, it goes back to the friend you mentioned earlier, that she has these really stringent expectations, but mm-hmm. no one is meeting them. So then the dilemma is, do, do do we settle or do we really just reevaluate our expectations and and go back to what are the, what are the really core things that are critical, the three or four or five things, and the others are negotiable? And that's right. when you've met someone who seems compatible, they're not going to be perfect. And the longer you know them, the more things are going to come out that you go, hmm, can I live with that or not? True. And 
just being conscious of those, I think, helps. And then, you know, being willing to speak up in a way that isn't angry and isn't defensive and isn't, you know, blaming or judgmental, but just say, would you be willing to try to do this differently and what could I do differently that would make you happier? Excellent advice. Absolutely. So is there anything else that we need to know before we step foot into this into this realm, before we lose you and, <laughs> and head to your website and get all of your books? <laughs> right. In fact, did we talk about the getting the free book? The, the no. Book? Okay, so mm-hmm. if they go to datinggoddess.com, there's a free ebook called You've Got to Kiss a Lot of Princes because <laughs> I believe men are not frogs. And um, so even at our age, they're really more kings, but – but Princes is sort of fit for that title. So they can get that free ebook, and then the other um, 13 books are all available on the website, both um, downloadable and you can get hard copies. And um, we also have things called Flirtograms. Did you see the Flirtograms? Mm-hmm. So that's a way you can introduce yourself to someone that you don't know is single. It's it's I call it the, the seize the day tool because you run into somebody out doing your errands and they seem interesting, you'd like to get to know them, so this is a little card you give them that says you seem like someone I'd enjoy getting to know. If you would if you're unattached and single as I am, I invite you for a beverage of your choice. Uh, my information's on the back, or if you'd prefer me to call you, please fill in your info and you give that to them. That is just absolutely awesome. Thank you so much for all that you've done. This is like, I mean, seriously, I wish you were here when I was dating. Um, I didn't, I, you know, but I, I did get to marry my Prince Charming, and we've been together six years now, and it's it's been amazing. But, you know, for it was a daunting and terrifying task to go ahead and get out there. And, and everything that you say, I ran into every single one of these things, um, and just building and growing into the relationship and all of the things about myself. So I, for one, applaud the work that you've done and, and really appreciate it. And I know that there's got to be a whole lot of women out there that feel exactly the same way. So we'll be getting the word out about you over here at the Dash, and um, we'll make sure that we spread it as far and wide as we can. So thank well, you thank so you, much for coming. Thank you, you are Don. appreciated. You're, You're welcome. welcome. And for those of you who would like to go ahead and get more information, we'll have a Beautiful blog post up about the dating goddess over at the-radio.com. And uh, we'll have her products available of anything that she's got because um, we know that you need to get out there. And this is the stuff in between we've been talking about. You might be successful in business, but you've got to focus on your relationships. So make sure that if you've got someone, make sure you hug and you kiss them tonight and go spend some good time with them and your family this weekend. And we will be back on Monday. And if you haven't had, if you don't have that to someone special, then get over to the Dating Goddess. It's datinggoddess.com. Get that free book, read up on it, and go find that man or woman of your dreams. Um, and go ahead and make sure that you have some good dating this weekend. So take care. Have a great weekend. Bye now. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. At The Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows that happen every Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404 
And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon.